Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along on this Wednesday morning, June 9th. To those coming back day by day, I pray God is blessing you and strengthening you as you make the commitment to get into the Word of God day by day by day. And if this is your first time, welcome. <clears throat> and I hope you hit the subscribe, notify, share this with a friend, and leave a comment because I always like to know who's here joining us here on our Daily Word and Prayer. Thanks so much for being with us. We're answering questions and objections the last week or two to our faith. And it's important that we know what we believe and that we know how to articulate what we believe. And we're using a particular method uh, that is designed to win an argument and not just create an argument. It's designed to persuade people. It's designed to help, help make it easy for a person to find a way to change their position, to be persuaded. And in a world where things are more and more polarized all the time and people digging in their heels against one another, it sure helps to know how to help people change their position, shall we say, to help them be converted. And I'm calling this the FFDPQ method. It's very simple, uh, and you'll see it here in just one second. So the question today is, what about the person who says, I don't see any evidence for God? Now, I run into this fairly regularly on campus, and I sometimes think, yeah, it'd be easier if you just say you don't find the evidence compelling or convincing because there's plenty of evidence, and yet some people have eyes and they do not see. They have ears and they do not hear. And what might be overwhelming evidence to me and obvious and, and compelling, they might not even see it. In this case, the God of this world has blinded their eyes. And so we want to have compassion on them. Of course, it's a spiritual effort to see that God must be opening their eyes. They must have a spirit of repentance of their pride. But we can help them. And this is one way to do it. So what do you say to a person with this FFDPQ method? Remember, uh, F, feel, F, felt, D, discovered. P, pivot, and Q, raise a question designed to open their mind. What do you say to the person like this? I would say this. I can see why you feel that way. Others have felt that way too until they discovered the design. In the, the design in, our, in nature requires a designer. I'm curious. Do you see design in nature? And so again, this question doesn't give them the answers yet. It's designed to open their minds until they discovered that design requires a designer. I'm curious, do you see design in nature? Now they should see it because Romans chapter one, verse 20 tells us that, that God has made it evident to all people. Since the creation of the world, it says, God's divine nature, his eternal power, and, and it, the God, well, let me just read exactly. I quoted this verse so many times, I have it memorized until I need it, right? Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. The Bible says that the nature of God, not, just the, not only the existence of God, the reality of God, but the nature of God should be clearly seen 
in what in that which is made in the world the creation of god and pure logic would require a design requires a designer a creation requires a creator an effect required a cause and so in this science so our modern science we try and discover cause and effect relationships now of course paul may not have had to be dealing with. He, he was pre-Darwin. And they had their strange ideas then as well of how, how life came to be. But he didn't have to deal with the theory of evolution, which has, which has done such destructive work in so many people's lives. Indeed, I would say there's probably never been a theory known or an idea put forward in the history of humanity that has caused more or that has contributed to led to more people losing their faith in God than the theory of evolution. And so we have to deal with this, and we will at some level right here. We're not going to go into detail in our brief morning devotional. Maybe in another time we will. But basically, I ask this question. I say, the design requires a designer. I'm curious, do you see design in nature? Now, when we see design, we can recognize it intuitively. You know someone had to make a watch. You can't have a watch without a watchmaker. You can't have a book without an author. You can't have a building without an architect. You can't have a microphone without a microphone maker, an audio engineer, an engineer who designed it. You can't have a computer without a computer engineer. You can't have glasses without an optometrist. You can't have a pen without a pen maker. We realize this in the simplest of things, the simplest of things, we realize intuitively what was made and what wasn't. We see some leaves scattered around the, around the yard. We realize no one walked around and put those there like, like say, they would on an Easter egg hunt or something. The wind just blew them there randomly. And so the question becomes, and to the naturalist, the person who approaches uh, the world as if there is no God, he may look and say, I don't see design, and we may have to help them uh, um, identify what we mean by design. And to me, it, there's a very, it's very simple. Design in, in, a, in, a, in a material thing would imply this. You have multiple parts that have come together at the right time and in the right order to perform a meaningful or useful function. My watch, the various parts came together. There's a number of parts in this watch. They all came together at the right time. They weren't, you know, the, the, the hands didn't come together 100 years ago and, the, and the, you know, the, the gears come together 500 years ago. No, they all came together at the right time, the exact same time. They came together in the right order. You don't have the, you know, the... the stem on the, you know, uh, trying to, you know, be run around in the, and you set the time by the hands on the watch. No, it's in the right order. It's, it's, it's not random. Or if you were to think of a bicycle, for instance, you don't have the handlebars down on the ground and the, and the wheel up, up on the top that you sit on or you steer with. No, they're the right order. The wheels of a bicycle on the ground, the frames in the middle, the handlebars where your hands go, the seat where you sit. These are all evidence that the, the bicycle parts came together at the right time. Bicycle is probably a better illustration since I understand it better than a watch. So a bicycle, multiple parts, 
frame, wheels, gears, handlebar seat. They come together at the right time. They're all put together at the same time, not hundreds of years apart from one another. They come together in the right order. The wheels are on the ground, the seat's where you sit, the handlebars where your hands go. The frame holds it all together and it performs a function. It enables you to ride from here to there. It's not just nothing. And when you see that, you intuitively know, well, someone made that bicycle. But this helps a person realize it, help us realize or articulate it, because then you look at something like a million times more complex, like a DNA molecule, or you look at the human body where, you know, our arms are here and our legs are there and our brains up here and our hearts and our organs, and they're all interdependent. You know, you can't work without, like your brain can't work without your heart and your heart can't work without your brain. Your heart can't work without, it serves no function without blood and your blood has lungs to have to put the oxygen in it and, and you got a spleen to clean the impurities and blood doesn't make any, do any good if you don't have a circulatory system to carry that blood around. All of these things are interdependent and they indicate design. You couldn't just have the, the blood vessels without blood. You couldn't just have the heart without the, the circulatory system. You couldn't just have all of that without, you see how it all works together. And it, all, it must have therefore come together at the same time. This is our point. We are evidence of design, multiple parts, far more complex than a watch, a bicycle, a building, or a book. Multiple parts, organs, limbs, cells, DNA, come together at the same time in the proper order to perform a function, and that function is us, right? And so when we look at something as simple as a watch or a bicycle or a building, nobody in their right mind would think that just came together by chance. Although I have had, you know, people with graduate degrees argue with me that a building could have built itself if given enough time. Sure. They've been educated beyond their intelligence. No one would argue a building could build itself, you know, a, a building, or a watch could form itself, or a book could write itself. And yet somehow we are told that things millions of times more complex, like us, or one DNA in your body, of which there's trillions, could possibly have come together by chance. Sorry, it just can't happen. But they will say, well, then what about, uh, uh, but, but you're not, you know, a living organism is different than a book or a bike or a building. Yeah, okay, how would I answer that? I would say, yeah, you just made it a whole lot more complex because, because it's alive. You're right, it's alive. How do you explain the origin of life? You've just, you've just the person who doesn't want to acknowledge God, if they, if they go beyond design and order and say, what about if it's living? They've just, they haven't made it harder on me. They've made it harder on them by a huge magnitude because we can't even define life, really. We certainly don't know how how to create life, or how it could have started. All life comes from previous life. This is really easy for us Christians. God is alive, and God created life. All life comes from previous life. If they say they believe in science, that's all we've ever seen. We've never seen life come from something that wasn't already alive. And so again, this just, when we say, I believe in science, that's right. God had to have created us. It had to have come from life. Well, then they'd say, well, then if everything meaning a maker, who made God? Who created the creator? And actually, we don't say everything needed a maker or everything needed a designer. What we, what we would say is everything that begins to exist. 
needs that has design to it needed a designer. Everything that begins to exist that has order, function, in the way we've been defining it, needs a maker. Then who made God? Well, nobody made God because God never began to exist. God is eternal. God had no beginning. And just like there's so many things that are true of us created beings that are not true of God, God had no beginning. We had a beginning. God did not. We can't be omnipresent. In other words, we can't be here and there at the same time. You know, I can't be here and over in India at the same moment. Um, God can because he's omnipresent. I'm not omnipotent or all-powerful, as is God. I don't have all knowledge, as does God. There's many, many things different about God than us. And so just because the, the, the laws of nature that apply to us don't necessarily apply to God because God is the creator of nature, he's not limited by it or a part of it. So, okay, there's your answer. I know it's kind of a little bit more, more complicated than our simple answer. So if someone says simply, I don't see any evidence of God, what do we say? I can see why you feel that way. By the way, why do they feel that way? They've, they've taught, been taught all evolution all their life. But we say, I can see why you feel that way. Others have felt that way too until they discovered that design really does require a designer. I'm curious, do you see design in nature? And then be prepared to talk about the marvels of a single cell, the marvels of DNA, the marvels of the human body, the marvels of the world in which we live. I mean, it just is spectacular. And anyone who thinks it's all an accident, might God open their eyes because we see evidence of a living God and design of our creation everywhere. Might I finish this before we go to prayer with Psalm 100? Know that the Lord is God. It is He that has made us and not we ourselves. You know, this whole theory of evolution, the biggest thing that bothers me about it is how it's been used to take away glory from God. It's glorious not only that God created the world. Romans 1.20 doesn't say that, that the creation is evidence that God exists. It says the creation is evidence of God's divine attributes, His incredible power, His divine nature. What do you, when you look at the creation, what do you see about the nature of God? Do you see the love of God and how he provides? Do you see the, 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 the creativity of God and how everything, I mean, is the beauty of what the world is made by our God? God didn't make it drab. Aren't you glad he didn't make everything black and white and gray? But there's color. Aren't you, do you see life? Everywhere I look, I see life. Our God is a living God. And so we, we, we go on and on, and we see in the creation, we see it's big. Our God is a big God. We see power. Our God's a powerful God. We see incredible amounts of information. Our God is an intelligent, all-knowing God. The creation doesn't just tell us that God exists. It tells us what this God is like, and he's worthy of our worship, is he not? He's worthy of our worship. What bothers me about this theory of evolution and the, the way kids are being indoctrinated in it is it robs our God of the glory He deserves as the all-wise, all-knowing, all-powerful, awesome God that He is. Let's go ahead and praise Him for that. Father, we today embrace the belief that this world that we live in 
is just evidence all around us of what a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. What a living God we serve. What a creative God. What an intelligent God. A powerful God. What a loving God. I thank you, Lord, that you provide for the birds and the the insects. You you clothe the the lilies of the field. You, You care for your creation. Oh, Lord, we bless you. We bless you. We, give, we praise you as the creator of all. And as the creator, we acknowledge that you are worthy of worship. Our worship, you, you're worthy of us declaring with our words and our life that there is none greater than you. You are the ultimate. You are the greatest of all, the highest. There's no God like our God. Worthy of worship. For thou hast created all things. And for thy glory, we are created. And for thy glory we exist. All things are for you, from you, through you, and to, to, and to you are all things. Father, we pray today for people who are blinded, deceived by these theories of evolution, these ideas that, that atheists have come up with of how to explain how we got here, how life could have started how order came about, where design came from. Answer all these these speculations. Lord, they're they're professing to be wise. They become fools. For they've exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for images in the form of beasts and crawling creatures. Lord, we who are made in your image, this is our glory. We're made in your image. We're above the animals. We're We're not like crawling insects. We're not like baboons or or apes. We're human beings. We worship. We think. We have moral codes. We create. We, 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 we do art. We build universities. We build great buildings, Lord. We're, we're not just mere animals. We are made in the image of God. The, the, the distance between us and the apes, it's unfathomable. Help us, Lord. Not, we pray for those who've been, who've been reduced to the level of just thinking they're only an animal. And then they live like animals. They think like animals. They think their life has no more value than an animal. In some cases, they think the animals are more valuable than they are. Lord, we pray for these people. Open the eyes in our country, in our culture, in our world. Open the eyes of of us and of our next generation to see the value, the significance, the importance of us who are made in your image. You've called us to yourself. You've given us the chance to worship. You've given us the chance to know you. You've given us the calling to live like you. What a high, high calling made in your image. And though we've sinned and fallen to be reconformed, to be saved, and now being conformed to the image of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a high calling we have. Might we walk in it every day, this day? Help us, Lord, to believe we are who you say we are and to live the way you've called us to live because we are indeed image bearers of the almighty God. Thank you. What a high calling. We bless you today. With all of our heart, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. I sure enjoy talking about these things. I hope you do too. These are the type of things that students challenge me about on campus. As you can tell, I've given an awful lot of thought to them. And uh, being out there on the front lines and, and how skeptics, how unbelievers think about these things and to see the implications of them in, in people. And so let's be biblically true, biblically accurate. This will allow us to be free, 
to reach our entire potential in Christ. How awesome is that? So God bless you. Thank you for joining me. Make sure and share this with some friends. You might know some friends who don't believe in God. You might know some Christians who are struggling with this very issue. Make sure and pass this on. This is an area we get attacked on uh, ruthlessly, ruthlessly. And we've got to stand up for what's true to in this area. So God bless you. Enjoyed having you along. And we'll see you tomorrow. I, I uh, look forward to seeing you then. God, you have a great day. Bye-bye.